buckle up and get ready for the journey as we navigate the ongoing relationship between belief and life, theology and doxology, or as we like to say, theodox. Welcome to the Theodox Podcast. Welcome to Theodox Podcast. We're your hosts, Joshua and... I'm Gracie. And today we get to welcome back Ryan Breland. Welcome Ryan. back, Ryan. Hi. Welcome <laughs> back, everybody. So I'm just a curiosity. Maybe it's a little too personal, but what political party are you registered as? No, uh, I'm, I'm just kidding. Oh, no. I mean, like, I don't mind. Please don't I, answer I was, this. I'm trying to think if I'm registered to vote. I am. Uh, I was but, totally just kidding, and yeah. I expected you to go like, uh, oh, that, man. that's a lot yeah, of bounds. I, I mean, He's like, I'm an open book here. Yeah, I don't care. Uh, um, I, I mean, no. I'm down to just watch Babylon be Babylon. So, um, and, and I guess maybe a little more seriousness. Um, what's something like you moved over here from Southern California? I did. So what's one of the biggest cultural differences here compared to there? Uh, that's a great question. Um, I don't know why this is the first thing that popped in my mind. Uh, fast food service is better in California. Uh, ice cream hmm. machines work at, at McDonald's <laughs> and stuff like that. So that's a positive. Dang. Uh, I'm just saying, uh, step your game up every fast food restaurant in Greenwood, except for Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is usually pretty good. They've got it going um, on. They, Green, they Greenwood's Chick-fil-A is banging. I mean, not, I don't eat there regularly, but they they move. So how do you know? I have a theory. Not meaning like their, their system. They yeah, move cars through efficient. there like They crazy. get stuff yeah. done. Yeah. Uh, okay, two I things. I kind of think if they let Chick-fil-A run our country. We'd be all right. Yeah. yeah. Things would be, be efficient right. anyway. We'd be mm-hmm. all right. But also, uh, I have a theory that dads don't really like Chick-fil-A. Because uh, it's like, here's my thinking. If you're a dad, you got like two kids, three kids, four kids, you got Chick-fil-A. You're dropping stacks, my guy. Like, that's 60 <laughs> bucks to feed yeah. the fam. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's like, man, for some chicken? Like, am I trying um, to spend 40, 50, 60 bucks for some chicken? It got to be some amazing friggin' chicken for forty dollars. <laughs> it's Christian it's, chicken, it's man. It's Christian. I know, yeah. but it, I mean, I don't know. Jesus didn't die for yeah. that chicken. You know what I'm saying? If you grew up in my household, you split meals, and that's what made it cheaper. So. Well, I don't know how we split. Chick Fil A was hard, and I always went home hungry. But you know, it was what it was. Yeah. So. Well, look at you. You're perfectly healthy, <laughs> I don't and know, not perfectly. mentally necessarily not or emotionally. Mentally. But <laughs> <I've been deprived. laughs> there's some baggage there, some trauma. I'm still pretty later. upset about this. Yeah. That's true. Um, anyways, this conversation isn't God's will for this podcast okay. today, oh. right? And how do you know that? That's and a I know cool that. Transition. <laughs> I know. I've been working on these. Uh huh. Like but uh, yeah, so God's will for this podcast today. So we talk about his will, Woo. right? Yeah. What is God's will for our lives? So we yeah. we put out a short survey a few weeks ago asking <laughs> what all topics yep. they want to talk about. And we had a, a number of people comment on this one and wanting it. So Where here it is. Instagram. Instagram Come on, man. Follow us. Like, follow, share. I don't have social media. Yeah. I got Strava and the Bible app. So nice. Listen to you. I'm just saying. Yeah. Everything else made me want to shoot people so yeah. i deleted all my social media so i don't <laughs> shoot people which is a good thing hey, but you know if y'all ever do a poll on the bible app or on strava i'll catch you there or chess.com hey chess chess.com not wasting my time my chess brother my chess game is serious right now <laughs> open challenge to anybody in greenwood oh. dang i'm um, kind of into, into sudoku right now not chess but i wish I, I was all right it's, at chess but Anyways, again, back to God's will, not ours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So 
just in general, because this is kind of how we've, how we've started a lot of the podcast and mm-hmm. thinking um, warning direction is really nothing new. Um, it's not anything that's specific to Christians. Um, all throughout history, there have been yeah. seers and fortune tellers and things of that nature. Um, people just want practical direction. And I think that's one thing uh, to just want, hey, I want to know how to make decisions and get direction for my life. Uh, I think it's another thing to um, want to know the future. And um, so quick question, um, what are some reasons that you think humans in general seek foresight? What are some reasons just like just as humanity, not Christians? Like, why do why do we have this innate desire to just kind of want to know what's going to happen? Yeah, because we don't want to screw our lives up. You know, because it's like, man, I'm about to, if you're going to make a big financial decision or a decision that's going to affect your life, you want to make the best decision possible. And so I think it makes sense to figure out to the best of our ability, like, you know, am I making the right choice? Am I setting myself up for success? And I think that might go back to the, you know, one of the bigger questions of life is why am I here and all that existential stuff. But yeah, we want to know, like, is this the right thing to do? Is this a smart thing to do? And so I think that's, again, Christian or non-Christian, we want to be successful and we're, we don't want to fail and mess yeah. our lives up. Yeah. And I think there's a difference kind of like what you were saying between wanting to make good decisions and then like wanting to know exactly what's going to happen. Like know the future. Is that what you're meaning? Like, well, I do think there's a difference between yeah. those two. And I do think it's good of us and wise of us to want to make good decisions. Right. Um, and yet I think there's something a little bit different to want to know the the outcome, right. um, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, I would say mm. due to the fall, there's a, a great lack of trust amongst us, um, just humans in general, Christians, non-Christians. Um, we don't trust God because naturally we don't know God, right? Mm. So, I mean, for us to want to know what happens is because we don't trust the Creator to make it happen or to that outcome. We don't trust him with it. Hmm. Um, We're also fearful. Yeah. Yeah. Fearful people. We're scared, you know, soft as baby crap. And so (laughs) we don't, you know, it's pretty soft. It's really soft. We're afraid of adversity. We're afraid of trial. We're afraid of, you know, hardships. And so if I can avoid that, you know, why not? And again, I don't know if that's necessarily wrong, but I think that's the reality of humanity. Sure. We're we're fearful people. We're scared. Well, Sorry. No, you go ahead. I was just going to ask Ryan a question specifically. So as a youth pastor, what are some of the main questions like about their life that you think your youth has or asks? Okay. So I think even then you could kind of like break that question down into like the questions they ask and who they ask. Cause mm-hmm. a lot of times it's like, Oh man, it's a good question. It's a serious question, but they ask the worst possible people. <laughs> it's like, you know, I'm 15 and I'm going to ask a 14 year old, what should I do about my yeah. life? Yeah. I guess with students, a lot of times they might not phrase it as God's will for my life, but right. questions they're asking are, you know, about their future. Mm-hmm. Uh, what should I do after high school, college career, stuff like that. Uh, dating marriage, you know, who should I date? Who should I marry? Uh, when will I find the one? I know when I was youth pastoring, which the church culture was very different where we were at compared to where you're at. And, um, but it was, it was very much so directly worded kids asking, I just need to know what God, you know, what my purpose is, you know, I need yeah. to know what God's will is for my life. And, uh, it was almost, um, 
I don't know, this mystery that they seemed that they were supposed to figure out. Yeah. And um, yeah, you, I remember, you knew that from yeah, there. even thinking growing up as a girl, like you want to know who you're going to marry, you know, like you imagine it, you think about it, whatever. Like I remember thinking, and I wasn't even that old. I was like, I just want to know who he is and then I'll be fine and wait until he comes around, you know, but I just want to know who he is. And so there's just like this eagerness to find out what my future holds, even though that's not necessarily biblical. It's, um, it's certainly one thing to want to get wisdom on like what, what college to choose right. or whether you should stay at a job or not. Um, I think it's another thing to think that, that I'm supposed to figure out some mystic, you know, plan that God has for my life. That's the perfect thing. And if I just figure that out or if he'll just tell me, then I'll do yeah. it all just right. I think underneath that, I don't know if this is where we're supposed to go or not, uh, but I think underneath that is like a misunderstanding of like, A, who God is and B, our relationship with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, again, God's not hiding something from you and he doesn't want you to, it's not an Easter egg hunt where you're searching for this mystery prize. But I think ultimately, as you were hitting on earlier, is God desires us to trust him. Yeah. And desires us to, mm-hmm. you know, step out in faith sometimes and to, yeah. you know instead of demanding all the answers like all right lord i'm gonna trust you and i think yeah. that's what i mean you know we look throughout scripture and we see in the hall of faith that he was loving it's full of people who trusted god who didn't have the answers and yeah. just did as they were told and like all right lord you know mm-hmm. Noah was told to build an ark he didn't know anything he didn't know what rain was abraham was told to go yeah and um, he went to go he where was, yeah your old lady wife is going to get pregnant. And he's like, yeah. all right. And I mean, you know, he made mistakes in there, but ultimately like he sure. trusted the Lord. It was right. kind of him as righteousness, you know? Um, we see that throughout scripture. And I think that's something for us where we, we could learn to model as okay. Like I don't need to know the answers. I don't need to know the future. I can trust God. I know God. I know he's trustworthy. I know mm-hmm. he holds the future. I know he's sovereign. He's in control. And that's good it's better than me being in control. Yeah. And so I'm just going to, you know, not worry about tomorrow. What Jesus says, you know, and, and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, seek first the kingdom of God and, you know, let tomorrow worry about itself. Do y'all think, um, just quick question and then we can transition here, but do y'all think that telling people that God has a plan and a purpose for your life has had an effect on, um, Christians in general, trying to figure out his plan? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I can interact with that more or I can just answer with one word. Uh, but yeah, I think, I mean, if you tell me, you know, if I go to Josh, and I say, Hey, God, Josh, you know, God has a plan for your life. I think the natural reaction is, well, yeah, what well, is it? What is it? Okay. Yeah. You know, and I think, tell me, I think, yeah, I think there's a, there's a, the encouraging bit of that is like, Hey, your life has purpose. Your life has meaning Mm, Mm -hmm. and that's good. You're significant. You matter. And that's awesome. But I think sometimes again, it's like, well, if God, if God has a purpose for my life, what is it? Cause I want to, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't want to not do it. And God's pissed at me, you know, cause I, God's purpose. If I think the mindset leads to, you know, it was, I guess I got to be a pastor because that's what godly people do. Or I got to be a missionary. Mm -hmm. And if I don't really have an interest in, 
being yeah. a missionary, being a pastor, <laughs> then is God going to be mad at me? Do I still you know? have a plan and a purpose? Yeah. yeah. If I want to, you know, if I want to be a mechanic, if I want to be an accountant, is God going to be okay with that? Yeah. And it's like, no, you know, yes, God loves mechanics and Or what if that's not the perfect thing and I do the wrong thing? Yeah. And then, okay. <clears throat> so I think it'd probably be good for us to kind of get into maybe talk about just three spheres of God's will. Yeah to kind of help parse these out because I know when I was thinking through this and how to navigate this, man, I thought um, it's helpful to know the question that, that you're asking and kind of which category of God's will that falls in. Mm -hmm. So um, why don't we just talk about, and we're going to, I guess, use the terms God's will of decree, mm -hmm. God's will of desire and God's will of direction. Yeah. yeah. What, what is God's will of decree? So God's will of decree would be like his eternal decrees, right? This would be his decisions for all things, his management of every atom. Um, that would be on like the micro and the macro spheres, okay? Like he ordains all things that have come to pass, and that includes everything. That includes all. <laughs> um, he works all of his decrees for his glory and then the eternal good of his children. So I think, Brian, would you agree with that? Like yeah, his I think degree? in layman's terms, God does what he does. And whatever God says is going to happen, happens. Mm -hmm. That's kind of God's will decree. It's the, you know, yeah. our God is in the heavens. He does whatever he pleases. Yeah. And so he says, you know, he tells the sun to rise and it rises. He tells the sun to set and it sets. And it's, yeah. again, oh, just whatever God says is going to happen, happens. And that's that, I guess, sphere of God's will. Yeah, I, I think it's, um, so in thinking about that, there's the eternal decrees where everything that was gonna happen or is gonna happen or has happened was eternally decided. Mm -hmm. And then there's God providentially working amongst his creation to bring those things about. Um, so I, I think, in knowing that, and I guess we'll get into this in a little bit more, but um, I, I guess jump into a passage that I threw in here just to kind of see this in scripture, like you threw out um, Psalm, was that 115? I think so. Yeah. I just remember that from Shaolin. So. Yeah. Our God is <laughs> He does all that he pleases. Yeah. <laughs> so um, anyway, so Isaiah 46, 9 through 10 says, I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me. I am God and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, things not yet done, saying, my counsel, sh counsel shall stand and I will accomplish all my purpose. Um, just a very bold mm -hmm. statement by yeah. God saying, yeah. I am the man. I do whatever yep. I want. And when that's Mind even drop. a very <laughs> terrible uh, comparison. Yeah, it's, it's interesting also in scripture that when it comes to these, I guess, big things like that, there isn't much in the way of explanation as of why, like mm -hmm. when it, whether it's creation yeah. or a lot of other things like God, just we see what he's done mm. or is doing sometimes, um, but not necessarily the why. And I think getting this into our topic, um, a lot of times God's decreed will is, is sort of hidden. We don't necessarily mm -hmm. know exactly. Obviously, we don't know. Not necessarily. We don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And that's the point is that he does. Unless he directly revealed it in scripture of yeah. like what he says he's going to 
do. Like he says, he's going to save sinners and he, there is going to be a second coming. Like some of these things that are futuristic, right. that are his decrees that we know are going to happen, but obviously we don't know what sinners and we don't know um, when he's coming or some of those other mysteries. And with sometimes that. it just leaves us with, you know, headaches of, like you said, why? You yeah. Know, why would God harden Pharaoh's heart? You know, he says, I'm going to do it, that I may get glory, Yeah. you mm-hmm. know, and that Egypt would know that I am mm-hmm. God, that Israel would know that I am God, and that the nations would know that I am God. But still, it's kind of like it doesn't sit right with us as humans. Yeah. And I think part of that is because, again, we don't, you know, we're not God and he is, and we as humans yeah. kind of have beef with that. Um, and then sometimes, again, like, I don't know, I don't, we look at Job, and Job never got answers as to why he went through everything he went through. And I had a professor who would always say, Job didn't know why, but he knew he knew who, hmm. and that was enough. And again, I think that for us as believers, like we may not know why, we may not know what's going to happen, we may not, we don't need to know the future, but we know who, mm-hmm. and we know we can trust God. We know He's far more gracious than we could ever imagine. We know He's far more loving. We know He's far hmm. more powerful. And so again, if He is in, if He is sovereign, which He is then we could trust him. Some of the questions I think that people might be asking that kind of fall under this category would kind of be like bigger than life questions. Um, even like, will the, I know my, one of my sisters like thinks about some of these deep things, but um, will the earth become overpopulated? Like, will there be enough food to feed everybody? You know, will there be a financial collapse? Um, but even some more like personal questions. What? What would be some personal questions that y'all think would kind of fall under this category? Will I have any children? And how many children will I have? What's the right amount of children to have? What will they look like? What color children will I have? I think people innocently ask those questions, um, but I find it to be just slightly similar um, to Eve in the garden when she was tempted. And um, you know, the serpent tempted Eve by bringing forth, I guess, bringing into question uh, God's hidden knowledge and maybe um, the aspect that he's hiding something from them and the aspect that she could know, you know, uh, like God. And, and again, I'm not saying for someone to ask how many children are going to have is, is like an absolute lack of Inherently faith. Inherently wrong. Um, but I'm just saying the more we dwell on that, it can easily become something where we're not really trusting God with yeah, that. Yeah, I think it's, I, I think of Gideon, right, in Judges, mm-hmm. where God is like, all right, Gideon, like, man of valor, like, boom, I'm going to give you victory over your enemies. Yeah. And Gideon's like, hang on. Like, you know, yeah. would you, you know, make make moss grow here and make this happen, make this that I could trust you. And God graciously does those things, but ultimately it's like, dude, Gideon, like, the Lord came to you. You know, so I was like, what more do you need, my guy? Like, yeah. most people don't get that. And I think, again, like, I could look at Gideon and call him an idiot. But, again, the Lord's given me the Holy Spirit. He's given me the church. Yeah. He's given me his word. And I still ask those questions. So, you yeah, know, egg on my face. And this kind of goes hand in hand with not trusting God is just idolizing something else, you mm. know, um, idolizing a family or idolizing children. Mm. Not that children or family are inherently bad. They're good things. They're gifts from God, but they can like, yeah. if our can thoughts, put our hope in that. Yeah. yeah. And so if I get the dream family, mm-hmm. then I'll be happy. Or yeah. If I get this, the girlfriend or wife of my yeah. dreams, I get the boyfriend or husband of my dreams, then I'll be happy. Yeah. If I, I think get again, that. when we do that, it's not necessarily I want it, I want to know God's will for my mm-hmm. life as much as it's 
I want God to agree with my will for my life. Like, yes. this is what That's I want exactly. for my life. I, I want God to confirm that he's going to do what I want him to yeah. do. Yeah. 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 And then that, I've already planned it out. Yeah. Like, if God just would just sign yeah. and, and like, we're seal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're good. Like, if I could just email God and say, hey, these are my plans for my life. Yeah. And now you make them happen. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. We ultimately are seeking control yes. and seeking authority for ourselves, yeah. um, which is obviously not good. But yeah. let's, I guess, let's go on to the next. Um, type of God's will that we're going to be discussing, which is his will of desire. Um, or some might would call it God's prescribed re- will. Real. Anyways, God what is... <laughs> yeah, he likes Do to watch it. Instagram. Yeah, God's reels. God's oh. reels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on, real. catch up. Yeah. Anyways, what do we mean when we say God's will of desire? First Thessalonians 4, right? God's will for our life is to avoid sexual immorality. Um, that's a command and that's something God desires, but ultimately like, you know, we fall short in, mm-hmm. uh, first Thessalonians five also, you know, God's will for our life is to be thankful. And I think we could wrap up, um, you know, God's will of desire into scripture, you know, the things that he's revealed right. to us, um, everything he's revealed in the way of, um, instructions, promises, commands, um, are things that he's uh, telling us, prescribing to us, Mm -hmm. that he desires for us to do or to Mm -hmm. abstain from. Mm -hmm. And it's different from his decrees because a lot of times his decrees, we don't know what exactly is going to happen or um, what he has planned there. But his will of desire is, like you're saying, clearly seen in scripture of what he wants our lives to look at. He gives us clear instructions. One of our issues is that we want God to reveal those hidden things of his decrees, but we don't necessarily want to obey the things that he reveals in scripture, right? Yeah. Yeah. You could say that God's decrees are happenings, like things that are going to happen. Yeah. Whereas... No, if, ands, ors, or buts. And and he's also decreed his word, so I'm not saying that's not a part of it. But just to kind of make some distinctions, his his will of decree are things that are going to happen. His his will of desire are the things he's telling us. And then we either do or don't. Right. I do. (laughs) And sometimes don't, right? And sometimes don't. I do what I'm not, what I don't want to do, and I don't do. Anyway, this is... I can't relate. Yeah, right. (laughs) So We're getting back into that heresy. I guess <laughs> it's, it's most clearly stated in Deuteronomy uh, 29, 29. The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things that are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of the law. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just kind of draws that line in the sand of us relinquishing the things that are mysterious and hidden, and yet us trying to hold tightly to the things that, that he's revealed to us. Yeah, so this should probably, I say probably, this should be our go-to category when we're wondering about God's will for our lives, right? This is where we go, God's will of desire, which is clearly seen in Scripture, which means, therefore, we go to Scripture to find out God's will for our lives. In it, we see that God's will for our lives is to repent, trust Christ, and become like Christ, right? Bada bing, bada boom. In summary, (laughs) (laughs) I would say in summary that four (laughs) twelve, God's will for our life. Bada bing, bada boom. Bada bing, bada boom. That's it. Chef's kiss. Like you brought up Gideon and the fleece, Mm -hmm. and I think the interesting thing with God's will of desire or His revealed will, which is Scripture, um, you know, there's no need for fleeces. There's no need for 
visions or dreams. Yeah. It's okay. This this is what he wants me to do. Like if if we're asking a question and it is of a very clear moral question that we're asking, mm-hmm. is it God's will for me to fill in the blank sin? Um, then there's not a mystery there. Yeah. You know, it's clear. No, that's I don't have to get a sign from God to know that. Um, it, it, it's very clear. He's given us a mind to use to read scripture, as we talked about mm-hmm. in the scripture podcast. Then, yeah, I mean, again, and that goes in the Romans 12, 1 and 2, right? Yeah. Being, being transformed by the renewing of mm-hmm. your mind. I need to have a new mind. I need to have my entire brain rewired that I might rightly discern and understand what God's will is. Because, again, I think we can get so caught up in the big issues of like, oh, you know, or the mystery and hidden things and miss out on, no, 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 God has actually given you his will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you know, like, and to be okay with like, okay, this is what God wants for me. I'm going to do that. I also think it's interesting that um, in thinking about the hidden things or the mysterious things, it's interesting how much the epistles really just point to everyday ordinary life. You know, there are plenty of instructions about living peaceably, working with your hands, obeying your authorities, mm-hmm. you know, just things that are just really a part. Mm-hmm. Like, I think sometimes we can over yeah. sort of spiritualize everything to where it's like, oh, well, what is God's will in this, yeah. you know? And yeah. well, his will is for you to get up in the morning. Yeah, his be will is for you to get a job. Yeah, you know, go to yeah. work, provide, yeah. Yeah. be responsible. Ephesians 4, you know, yeah. talks about like, you know, the, for the thief to get a job and that he may be able to contribute. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, that seems like a small thing, but that's God's will. Yes. You know, is that you would be able to contribute and give and, you know, so into what the Lord is doing. And it's like, you know, I don't necessarily, that's not the answer I was looking for. And again, we <laughs> no. might even wrestle with, okay, well, what job should I get? Into the, get a job. Just you know? get one. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's nothing real. I'm going to say nothing, but just in trying to think through real quickly of like the epistles, for example, there, there isn't like an emphasis in there for people to figure out. God's perfect mm-hmm. plan for their lives. It is a lot of this ordinary stuff. Yeah. And I think it's interesting for us when we're looking for answers, for clear answers on God's will, it's revealed in scripture to do the ordinary things yeah. that yeah. are that are right in front of us. Let's so uh, what, somebody define will of direction. Right? All right. What is will of direction? What is will of direction? Everyone is asked now. So I know a few wills. <laughs> um, I don't know any of them. Their last name is direction. direction. <laughs> How did I know? Well, God directs us, and it goes back to, we mentioned him providentially working amongst his creation. And so he directs us in life to make decisions, to um, do the things we do. Yeah, like you said, our everyday lives, using our brains, like these are natural directions that that God has for us. I think quite often those are done in the way of... um, abilities and talents that he's given us. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of scary for me even to say because of my background, but to say that God will give you the desires of your heart. Um, you know, there's an element to God placing a desire in your heart and that being something that, man, I have this desire even in amongst uh, church leadership. You know, um, aspire to be an elder. That's a noble thing. Exactly. That's what God's word says. Yeah. And so why would you aspire to be an elder? You have some desire mm. to be that. Yeah. I feel like the direction of our lives, like the natural direction of our lives and just our everyday 
things. Is that kind of what you're meaning by will of direction? Yeah, and, and I guess on top of that, and you may have something else to throw in there, uh, Ryan, but on top of that, you're going to have special things. Mm -hmm. God is going to incline you to, you know, whether it's someone who has a special, uh, maybe a stronger, maybe the special is not the right word, but a stronger desire to be an elder or a church leader or mm -hmm. a missionary or things of those that nature. Um, but I, I don't want to over-spiritualize it in the in the form of a vocation mm. um because i think right well it could even i mean if we're going with the desire thing like the desire to have a family yeah. is a good thing right um the fact that not trying to get you know a little bedroomy here but you know the fact that like you have a desire for your wife is a good thing the fact that you know mm. what i mean like those are good things amen right. praise the lord and so um, I'm married now. So, you know what I mean? Um, but like, <laughs> my bad. Uh, you know, like these are good things. And so it's like, I think sometimes we, we could get like a little like ascetic and think like, okay, like desires are bad and we should abstain from things. And no, right. like, you know, like yeah. not yeah. all desires are bad. Mm -hmm. Like to have desires isn't necessarily sinful mm -hmm. or wrong. If you desire McDonald's, that is a wrong thing. That's a good thing. It's uh, definitely McDonald's a is wonderful. Thing. Go get you a McFlurry and be happy in life. Well, McFlurries are different than just like food from McDonald's. Um, That's dessert. That's a different category. It's a good category. time, man. Get you a double cheesy. They used to be a dollar. It's a oh, praise God. <laughs> Don't act like McDonald's wasn't there for you in the hard times, man. When you in Bible college? Are you trying to like scrape together a dollar and quarters? And you pull up to McDonald's, you got one dollar and quarters, and you slap it down, and they got that double cheesy waiting for you. Yeah. Glory to God. That's wow. a good time. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to get a double cheesy after this. I'm not going to act like I've never enjoyed McDonald's. Of yeah. course I have, but I'm at a place in life now where it's, a, it's a last choice. I'm sorry for you. Yeah. Get you a McChicken. The, the only, the only thing. It's not God's the only will thing, for his life. It might be God's will for your life. The only thing I McDonald's and say, I'm just, I need to put in an order something. Are there fries? They're fries they're and fries. like. Their fries are great. A McFlurry. I would go for a McFlurry. Their sweet tea is good. Okay, so let's help people navigate. Let's help people navigate <laughs> how to think about whatever of these questions of God's will they may be asking. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so let's say, let's, let's take this one category of time. Let's say somebody's asking questions and they realize, okay, I'm asking questions that are really questions of God's decrees. Like, let's take those first mm -hmm. few questions like, man, I wonder if the earth is gonna be overpopulated or I wonder if I'm ever gonna have kids um, what are some ways we should help those folks understand and how they should, I guess, deal with that or what, what their steps should be if they're asking to know God's hidden will? Yeah. Think, oh, just, oh, sorry. I was just going to say real quickly, the freedom and the peace of just like not having to have it figured out and just being able to or recommending trying to have more faith and trust in Christ for um, that he, he supplies those answers and those decrees, um, whether the outcome is how I want it to be or not, um, it, it's ultimately up to him. And there's a freedom in that because I don't have to try to figure out life and what the future holds and what the next generations are going to live in. Mm -hmm. And if I, if I dwell there too much, I can really just live in fear and live, mm -hmm. um, and be crippled by it. So I, I think my first suggestion would probably be turning to scripture and praying, you know, that I wouldn't trust God more and that I would have more faith in 
his power and his authority over it. Yeah. Anyways. I think Matthew 6, right? Again, hmm. I keep alluding to it, but like, you know, seek first the kingdom of God. Like who by worrying, you know, could add a second to their life, you know? And again, Jesus tells us it's kind of hippie-ish, but like, look at the flowers. You know, <laughs> they don't worry. Yeah. You know, look at the birds. And like, again, it sounds like, I think it could sound so simple and so naive, but honestly, like, I think Jesus is, at, uh, he's always right, but he's saying like, look at nature mm-hmm. and look how God takes care of it. And like, you know, aren't you worth more than many sparrows? Aren't yeah. you worth, you know, doesn't God, like if God clothes the flowers, won't he take care of you? And right here, right now, how are you seeking God's kingdom? How are you seeking to bring God's kingdom to bear in your current context, right? So if someone's asking questions and they're able to say, hey, I'm really trying to figure out, you know, whether I should do this thing or not do this thing. Um, and it's really just trying to figure out life plans, mm-hmm. okay? So whether I should go to this college or that college, whether I should go to this career or that career, not a career path, not trying to know God's hidden will, but just trying to make a wise decision. What are some things that folks should do in trying to figure out God's directional will for those things? Again, I'll go back to like Romans 12 too, like being transformed and the way you're thinking. Cause I think sometimes as we're being transformed by scripture, then that helps us think more clearly and more biblically. And so again, some of those things where it's like, I think some, again, sometimes as we develop a more biblical worldview, we can answer those questions a little easier, a little Mm -hmm. quicker on the draw. And then sometimes I think, you know, we, we miss out on the blessing of like the Lord's giving you pastors and elders and wise people and Mm -hmm. giving you the church to go to. Yeah. We throw parents into that mix. Um, so especially for younger people, um, Mm -hmm. you know, asking parents yeah um like you said maybe not so much peers Mm -hmm. (laughs) maybe not yeah Uh, i think another thing like when we're making these bigger life decisions um even though scripture doesn't say like you should go to this college you know and sometimes mm -hmm. we would really appreciate if it would just be so bold to tell me but a lot we can like take truths of scripture and apply it to our lives and Mm -hmm. use that application to then make a healthy decision mind is being transformed right right, or being renewed we can think through well you know this college is way more expensive and it's going to put me in you know financial debt that's going to cripple me for the rest of my life so maybe that's not god's will right you know maybe god's will isn't you know having to pay back student loans for the next 20 years uh it's not god's will is not go to piedmont tech if it's free for you Um, (laughs) or even if the college is just like morally debauchery you know like you know just be like because of the truths of scripture like i know that should not be a pursuit right Right. so then i should know god would not want that for my life some some of the times we're kind of waiting on god to confirm something in order to 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 be active Mm -hmm. and i think um you know god has called us again with our minds with scripture and with counsel to just do what he's put us here in this time period to do. So when, when Paul was preaching in Athens, uh, so he said, and he, God, made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling place. Meaning, um, God's will of decree determined where you and I would live, what time period we, we would live in, and um, determined that we would live here now and Greenwood, yeah, Green Shut hood. out. Green <laughs> <laughs> But I, th- I think one of the ways we can honor God with thinking about what is His will for my life is just to embrace what what 
his eternal decrees are for me and where I'm at in life. Part of our podcast is to go to like, how do we take these truths and glorify God with them? And I think that's part of it is for me to say, he eternally decreed Mm -hmm. that I would be in this era of history Mm -hmm. with whatever technologies and struggles and all these things. And he determined I would be here. So I'm not going to despise it. I'm going to embrace it. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm going to honor him with that. There are no unprecedented, unprecedented times for God, you know? Yeah. So it's unprecedented for us and we're freaking out. don't know what's going on and God's chilling. (laughs) And so trust him, you know? And again, the more we know his character and the more we know who he is, the easier it becomes to trust him. Yeah. So this could this could be a little dangerous to say, but I'm just gonna say it anyways, right? So if mm. we are trusting in Christ, seeking to obey him and being conformed to his image, then we can just rest and making decisions that aren't defined by God's will, right? In a sense we can do no wrong. <laughs> you think? <laughs> um I mean, yeah, in, a, in a real way, I, like this is expressing faith in Christ, right? Yeah, I think there's a sense of that that is very good and helpful. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a sense of that that, you, like you said, is very dangerous. Yeah. I remember um, several years ago, we felt like God was leading us to move out of state to go to a Bible college, move our whole family. And there was a, a man, it's one of the pastors at the church we were going to in our Sunday school class. And he seriously looked at us and he said, why are you going? And we were sharing concerns. Like mm-hmm. we were just there. We're going like, mm-hmm. and, the, and we're just going, man, we're afraid. Like this is all going to crumble. And what if we have to come back? And we're just, nothing worked out and we're losers. And he looked at us and he said, well, why are you going? And it was, well, we believe this is the next step that God has called us to. And he said, well, then you can, you can do no wrong. Mm-hmm. And it was just really helpful to know, like, you're right. Yeah, not to, t- you have to be very careful right. <laughs> to not mean that you can literally go and do any stupid, unwise thing you want or no, sin that you yeah, want. Yeah, and that's where it's like, but, obviously, with the prerequisites yeah. of trusting in Christ, mm. seeking to obey Him and yeah. His commands, abiding in, him, yeah. abiding in Him, and then conforming and being transformed by His image into His image, right? And just go do it. And go do it. Just do it. Not just a sponsor. Just do life. See how he leads. Yeah. There was a young man at a, at a conference, a ministry conference that Piper was at. And um, he got up and asked John Piper a question about how he should, how he can know he's called in the ministry or what thing he should do next. I think it was more of it. And um, Piper's response was, God steers moving ships. Hmm. And I just thought, man, he's not, he, he's just letting you know, move the ship. Yeah. Like whatever you think and you feel God is calling you to by applying scripture, getting counsel, mm-hmm. you, you, like, you take that next step. You mm-hmm. move in that direction and see how God will do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It very well might you take that next step and everything gets shut down and slammed <laughs> in your face. And maybe that means that you try even harder and dig yeah. your toes in, or maybe that means you go a different direction. Yeah. And again, and that's not failure necessarily. Right. If you, you know, the Lord is, I feel like the Lord is leading me to do this and you do it and it doesn't turn out the way you want. And it's not a quote unquote success. That might not be failure on your part. Mm-hmm. You know, that maybe that is just part of God's will. Success isn't always determined by you had, you know, 
500 people show up to your church. Right. Success is always determined by, man, look at all the money that this business has made. Success is often determined by, like, are we, are we faithful to trust God? And, you know, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, like, we believe the Lord can save us, but even but if, if he, he doesn't, doesn't yeah. you yeah. know, <laughs> he's still God. And so. I think, too, like, even God placing a desire in your heart, kind of like what we were talking about earlier, and you just taking that next step in faith and after applying these things that we're talking about, even if it gets slammed in your face, like, that very well could be God's will. I say could be, like, it is, obviously, but if it happens... Um, and it, there might not be anything else that comes of it, mm-hmm. right? It might just get slammed. Yeah. yeah, and that's where you're trusting that that was God's. That that yeah, was God's holds. will, yeah. and He holds, yeah. and His will um, from that is more likely like the lessons that you learn from that, and the the new things that within yourself that come from it, rather than the outward thing that you were trying to do. If that makes sense, yeah. so yeah. it's more of an internal focus. Mm-hmm. Well, there you have it, everyone. Uh, repent, trust Christ. Uh, abide in Christ and uh, live your lives. Bada bing, bada boom. That's it. Be easy. <laughs> Good night. Sign, seal, delivered. <laughs> Don't know what that was about.